Hello, Oregon. It's Wednesday, July 8th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Coronavirus cases have been steadily on the rise among Oregonians in their 20s since the beginning of June, and now total 21% of all cases in the state. In Lane County, home to the University of Oregon and its 24,000 students, there are more coronavirus infections in the 21 to 30 age group than in any other age range. And there's a commonality among the new COVID-19 cases in college-aged members of that group, house parties. Jason Davis, Lane County's Health and Human Services Public Information Officer, said the county learned about the parties through case investigations and contact tracing. Davis said he thinks attitudes around the virus have changed as the state began to reopen, leading to this increased socialization. Statewide, there's been a dramatic increase in sporadic COVID-19 cases not linked to a workplace or within a household. Young people are less likely to be hospitalized or die from COVID-19, but health officials say they can still become seriously ill and suffer lasting breathing problems, as well as pass it on to older or more vulnerable people. The University of Portland has launched an investigation following an accusation of systemic racism and workplace harassment in the top ranks of the Catholic institution. The allegations were published anonymously in The Beacon, the university's student newspaper, on July 1st. But two days later, Sandy Chung, the university's vice president for human resources and Title IX coordinator, sent an email to faculty and staff in which she stated she was the author of the unsigned opinion piece. The op-ed alleged that university leaders resisted promoting lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender employees, and that the school has difficulty retaining women employees in leadership roles because of how they're treated. The column also said that one school administrator referred to university alum and 2019 U.S. Women's World Cup star Megan Rapinoe, who is gay, as shameful. The column went on to claim that racism and sexism at the university happened behind closed doors, including a deliberate unwillingness to address reported concerns. The university's president, Father Mark L. Poorman, and the Board of Regents said it has hired an outside investigator to look into the concerns raised in the column. On the same day, Oregon Governor Kate Brown gave the official green light for Mike Schmidt to start his term as Multnomah County District Attorney five months earlier than expected, a senior deputy district attorney announced her resignation. Schmidt was elected as a reform-minded outsider whose opponent won the strong endorsement of the union for attorneys who work in the prosecutor's office. Monday's resignation of Tracy Anderson, who served as the president of that union, raised questions about whether more prosecutors might abandon ship. In places like San Francisco and Philadelphia, district attorneys who were elected as agents of change quickly purged some prosecutors from their offices. Schmidt on Tuesday said he has no plans for a large-scale shakeup when he takes office on August 1st. He said he asked Jeff Howes to remain as first assistant. That position serves as a second-in-command and oversees the day-to-day management of the office, and Schmidt said Howes accepted the offer. Nearly 63,000 Oregon companies, big and small, received federal coronavirus aid through the Payroll Protection Program. The companies told the Federal Small Business Administration that the loans would preserve some 600,000 jobs across the state. Most of the money went to businesses in the construction, steel, and medical industries. Of all the businesses and nonprofits, only seven reported they were owned by a person of color, while 78 reported being owned by a white person, and the rest left the question unanswered. 
Curiously, 120 businesses who received loans didn't say how many jobs it would preserve, and 95 answered that question with zero. That includes 10 companies that received loans between 5 and $10 million. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.